Uh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening in the stars today. Literally, not much, right? It's a quiet week. Of course, we're still working with the effects of the full moon lunar eclipse. Uh, information is still streaming into us or changes or karmic connections. Things are happening still, even after the full moon. But I'll tell you, I was just outside a little bit ago and I looked up and the moon looks so beautiful in the, in the sky this morning, just crystal clear skies for once here in the Pacific Northwest. And that moon was an awesome sight. Uh, so today, uh, we don't have much going on. We do have a planet changing signs, and that always changes up the energy a bit. We don't have the moon making any connections. In fact, she is in the void all day. And uh, we're going to talk a, a little bit about the Pleiadian Earth astrology for the day. And then I thought what we would do next is start running down the signs the day signs or the earth signs in the Pleiadian earth energy and begin to relate the planet that rules the sign. So this is a good time for you to know what your Pleiadian earth energy birth sign is. If you do not, let me know that because I have a book, I can translate that over and we'll only get through the first maybe one, two, three, seven signs this morning. But I want to start being having you be able to relate to the day sign to a planet. So that's something that we're going to take on this week. Of course, I didn't have that inspiration until like, oh, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes ago, uh, 20 of which I spent doing my hair and my makeup. So I only had 10 minutes to really put any plan into action here with that. Uh, so over the rest of the days this week where we're meeting space, right, we need time to, we need something to fill in the space. That's what we're going to fill that space in with. So good morning to everybody who is out there. Let me see if I can see people. I can. Good morning, Tom. JLo, good morning, Peggy. Hello. The moonlight was amazing last night, right, Peggy? I didn't see it last night. I actually fell dead asleep early. It was just such a crazy day for me. And um now we have um, this beautiful sky, right? Yesterday we had so many um, clouds and wind and it was kind of crazy, but uh, now we can look at the sky again for the next few days. It looks like we have no rain. Andy girl, good morning. JLo says, hello, Astro fam. Kathleen Mallory, good morning to you. And Andy girl says, I don't know mine, Janet, 11-22-88. Let's take a look at yours right now while I am thinking about it. 11.22.88. So, and by the way, were you, oh, 9.59 p.m. Okay, so after sunset. So you were actually the next day. So 11.23.88, because the Pleiadian as well as the Mayan calendar always begins at sunset. So that sunset would have been the next day. Uh, so 11.22, oh, I'm in the 50s. Definitely not when you were born. 88. And November, there we go. So you would be, let me make sure I've got this right now, 11 and Kimmy in the Mayan calendar, C-I-M-I -I in the Mayan calendar, 11 Kimmy. And Kimmy is uh, transcending. 
in the Pleiadian Earth calendar. So you are 11 transcending, Andy girl. 11 transcending. And that's, we're going to get to that one this morning. I think that was one of the last ones I got to. So there's that one for you. And Kathleen, good morning, Asa, and good morning, Natasha. Good to see you. Kathleen Mallory doesn't know her Pleiadian sign. So Kathleen, I need your birth date and the time that you were born or just after sunset or before sunset. That always helps me. Okay. And 7, 12, 52, 6, 23 p.m. daylight. So you were born. So that would be in July. That would be before sunset. So you are July of 1952. There we go. July is the 12th. You were born on a one akbal. That's the Mayan symbol. So one akbal. And that was a representation of the night, if I'm not mistaken. And akbal then is the sign of listening. So you were born on one listening. All right, so now you have that. Now hold on to that information because what we're gonna do, like I said, is to start to relate the planet that rules that particular day sign or earth sign and uh, talk a little bit about why that relationship is there, kind of piecing together uh, that story in a new way. Now, no, I am not going through all the angles yet, Tom. That is not going to happen until after the first of the year. Um, when I start going through the planets, we have to go through the planets first so that you know what um, that would mean to have, say, Mercury squaring Saturn or that type of thing. So we'll be starting that after the first of the year. All my time right now is being put into uh, preparing for the 2021 astrology webinar, which is a big deal. And JLo said, you don't know yours, JLo? Uh, I'm sure we've talked about yours before. Holy cow, that would be a big glaring no-no. Maybe you weren't there that day. Let's see here, 75, 423 and 9 a.m. So, no, so after or before sunset, 75. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're also one Akbal or one transcending. I mean, uh, was that transcending? Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listening, one listening. So one listening. So you and uh, Kathleen Mallory, both one listening. Yeah, write it down now, JLo, write it down. So one listening. And in the Mayan calendar, that was Akbal, A-K-B-A-L, just in case you want to know that one too. Okay, so anybody else with a birth date that never wrote down what their sign was uh, and let me know or let Asa know, she'll let me know. Okay, so I'm going to move on now to today's moon in Gemini. So the sign the moon is in tells us about what our emotional field will be like during that particular day. Today, not only is the moon in Gemini, but it is in the void. It began the void last night about 8.22 p.m. my time, West Coast time, and will be in the void until 7.34 p.m. my time tonight. So for those of you on the East Coast, that won't be until 10.34 p.m., which means literally the entire day today is in the void. 
And when we have a moon in the void for the whole of the day, the moon, does, moon is sort of wandering around and it makes it not a good time to start anything new. So things like job interviews or starting a project or trying to move forward with something or to make things happen, um, literally sees you becoming frustrated or not being able to make it happen or it gets off on a good start and then peters out after a while because there's just no energy to keep it sustained. So that means today, that would be a good day to do some contemplation, to do some studying, to do some inner work or, you know, cleaning off your desk kind of work or, you know, finishing maybe projects that have already been in the start, but it isn't a great day to start something new or to start to try to push forward an agenda uh, or start a project. So today, then the void will lead us into the rest of Gemini and out into Cancer as we get into the later evening hours. So today, no new aspects at all. Just avoid starting anything of major importance. Try to instead clear off things, finish up things that need to be finished up. So that is it with the moon. Nothing, right? It's kind of an interesting, quiet sort of day. And I think that's going to be very helpful for me to try to get things cleared up that I need to finish doing. I love it. Uh, today, Mercury is also moving into Sagittarius. That's our big news of the day. Mercury into Sagittarius, where he will reside until December 20th. So literally about three weeks uh, now that Mercury is full speed and uh, we are moving forward at a good clip. So December 20th, until December 20th, we will be taking on an adventurous mindset. When Mercury is in Sagittarius, we are more prone to thinking about doing things in the wider world. I wonder how this might play into people who are just tired of not being able to go out and do things. It may just make a little bit more risky behavior apparent out there in the world. Mercury is in his detriment in the sign of Sagittarius, a planet in a sign that is opposite the one he rules or she rules is said to be in detriment, does not work at its best. So Mercury works best in Gemini because it's the ruling planet of Gemini. So in Sagittarius, it would be in its detriment. But it also is the sign or the planet, excuse me, that rules the sign of Virgo. So it's also in detriment when it moves through Pisces. So Mercury has a couple of different places in the chart or in the zodiac where he does not work optimally. And here's the issue with Mercury and Sagittarius. We have hope and optimism and faith and all of these kinds of things and that colors our thoughts and the actions that we take. So if you are overly optimistic about something, you can, without looking at the, the details of something, make plans and make big plans, and then those things blow up as time goes on. But on the high side here, we have a return to more optimistic thinking, seeing the bigger picture, what we'll have to work harder at is seeing the details of something. Um, but it also colors our speaking. So the way that we speak with one another or to other people can be more optimistic and to have more sort of hope tinged feelings in, in what we say. But alternatively, Sagittarius is also known as a sign of blunt speaking, blunt talking, right? Says what's on their mind and speaks it out loud. And so when we have blunt, honest truth coming out, 
it can be something that hurts other people's feelings. So you'll want to be very careful. You'll want to really think before you speak so that you don't hurt someone's feelings or that you even have the right to speak because there's the other problem for everyone who has an open throat center. You have a tendency to talk over people. You have a tendency to say what's on your mind without thinking. And then you find yourself in hot water with people because you've said something that might've hurt people's feelings or you spoke too soon or you spoke out of turn or you become somewhat known as someone who doesn't listen that only wants to talk. So we have things to watch out for during this period of time. But on a personal basis, and remember, this is a personal planet. Mercury is home, right? It's our, it comes home to our mind and to the way that we speak with one another. Um, you might be thinking about what blunt, blunt, honest truths that you need to face, what's coming up, what might be something that someone says to you that triggers you in some way or provokes you. And in that provocation helps you to see some form of a truth for yourself. And uh, I mean, this, so taking something that might be, you know, bitter feeling, but turning it into a uh, a good question about why is this showing up in my world? Why am I hearing this? Uh, why am I facing this right now? Now, this is energy that is also restless and gets easily bored. Sagittarius likes to be the adventurer and the explorer likes to keep movement going. So the possibility is that during these three weeks, we could easily get pulled off of our path you know, by uh, the next sparkly diamond that comes along and the next adventure, let's go that direction. But I have 20 different things that I need to accomplish now. So watch being pulled off of your path and your track. Now there's appropriate things that can pull you off in that direction. Let's say, you, you know, something stimulates your curiosity and you start to move into a new direction. Um, that's not happening because of restlessness or boredom. But let's say you're working on a project that really needs your focus and your concentration, and now you're getting restless and you're, you're bored with this project, and then that following a new curiosity stream could be something that has a negative impact. So we're kind of having to balance, you know, when we're restless and bored, is it because I want something new or because I'm procrastinating finishing up a project? So those are things that we'll be dealing with with Mercury in Sagittarius. Now, if you have your own Mercury in Sagittarius, this will be a good time for you, but also a time where you will specifically need to watch for those very things, right, about restless energy and that boredom taking you off in a new direction. Um, so be adventurous, but be mindful of whether that adventure is taking you off of what it is that you're meant to be doing with your goals and your plans. Uh, watch for saying things without a filter so that you don't hurt people's feelings. All right. Uh, Asa is sending me messages here. Uh, don't know or wrote down Asa and Corey. Okay, Asa. Take a pause here. What we're doing right now is taking a look at two other people's uh, Pleiadian Earth energy. Why does that do that? 10, 11, 63. So you were born in the morning. So that's right for you. 10, 11, 63. So Asa, 1960. Was that right? 63? Yep. So you were born on a one day as well. A one Schwen. And that was monkey in Mayan. 
and that is, I think, the same as Tom, actually. And let's see, Schwen in the Pleiadian energy is illuminating. So you were born on one illuminating or one Schwen in the Mayan calendar, which is monkey. And Corey, 41084. So let's translate yours over 41084. Okay, so Corey, yours, and what time was it? You were born 3 p.m., so before sunset. All right, so you are 13, Etznob. So Etznob in the Mayan calendar was a depiction of the flint knife. Um, and in the Pleiadian earth energy, that is self-regulating. So you were born on an ascension day, 13, uh, Etznob, or self-regulating in the Pleiadian uh, calendar. Self-regulating. So you are pretty good probably with Mercury and Sagittarius being able to look at what was that blunt but honest truth that you're going to need to face during these next three weeks. That might be a good time for you because you're always working to ascend to the next level. You're probably really good at processing your emotions or processing what's happened in your life. So I think that would probably work out well for you, Corey. Uh, let's look at today's Pleiadian Earth energy. We are at seven breathing in the Mayan calendar, that was ik, ik, the wind or the breath, right? So what we have today in the number seven, the universal energy of the day is about merging worlds, bringing matter and spirit together or seeing them as one, not necessarily something that isn't with us. It is a very mystical energy that we have with the number seven. It's the gateway, right? It's the halfway point between initiating and completing. So we have come to that midway point, another bit of a check-in, if you will, where we get to look inward and we get to see where it is that we need to merge our spirit and our physical being or all of the, the spirit, emotional, mental, and physical world. And it's pulling us then to seek out what's been hidden from us. And often that is described as the veil, right? The veil of forgetting or just the veil that keeps us, um, the, the veil that keeps us separated from, the keeps the spiritual and the physical separated. So uh, at the number seven or the halfway point, we're able to seek out what it is that has kept us separate from being able to access the spiritual world. And once we do, we realize that the veil was just an illusion. So the experience then for us can become that of all worlds, all dimensions simultaneously, as they all exist simultaneously, but we happen to be focused in the earth dimension. So, but it doesn't mean that we don't have access to those other worlds. Uh, so today we have this opportunity then to resolve, uh, to transcend conflicts that have been created by our misinterpretation of duality, uh, looking deeper into what it is that has caused the conflict so that you can heal that conflict. This can be a good mirror energy. The seven is a great mirror number. When we can see in the mirror uh, from the relationships that we're in or the, the world around us, what it is that needs correction within us. So the seven gives us that opportunity, that bridge 
uh, that creates the ability for both worlds to come together. Now, breathing energy is a little bit different creature. Breathing energy feels more unstable. It's restless energy. It's very much like the wind, kind of capricious, moving about from place to place, speeding up, slowing down, that kind of restless kind of energy that feels unstable to us humans, us mere mortals here. Um, it is an unpredictable energy. So the day-to-day -day has an unpredictable quality of, about it. And it also shows us the energy of opposites. Why do opposites exist? To show us different perspectives and where it is that we need to integrate into a new whole or into a whole. Our misinterpretation of duality has created conflict on the planet, continues to create division and polarization uh, because we misinterpret the, uh, the energy of duality into us versus them, black versus white, up versus down. And we could go on and on into the different representations that are in opposites to each other. But it gives us that opportunity then to integrate everything that we know in the experience of duality into one new whole. And then we get to remember that we are all wave energy forms all of us, everything, even, you know, things that seem pretty solid are energy forms that are in a wave um, format and that it is continually evolving and changing. So as we remember that nothing is stable on the planet, that restless feeling that we get, that, that fear of feet being unstable is because everything on the planet is always in change or in flux. And that sometimes upsets our our delicate balances, but it's the energy that we have with us on the planet, the energy of change. So today is seven breathing energy, which was again, Ik, Ik in the Mayan calendar. All right. Asa, I thought you sent me an, an image. This is how bad my eyes are getting in the distance with glasses on, is there was this number 456 that came up, but it looked like ASA. And underneath it, it said important. And I thought Asa was telling me something of major importance and it was just a stupid ad. Oh my gosh, too funny. So um, Asa, if there are any other questions out there, please feel free to text those to me. But right now I'm gonna go through the first seven signs. So if you know what your Pleiadian energy sign is, here is the ruling planet. We're going to start at the beginning with being. And being energy is ruled by the planet Neptune. And the correlation here in being energy was what we had uh, yesterday, right? Being the, the cosmic crocodile or the cosmic alligator that is the nurturer, right? The one that gives birth. Um, but it is a sign both in uh, the Pleiadian and the Mayan calendar where it can be very confusing energy, where these people that have this sign that are being energies are visionary, right? They have a vision. Uh, but their vision is off, becomes very confusing and very diffuse, where they can't quite concentrate on just one idea, and uh, they can't really bring about all of these other ideas. So there's visionary energy, but it is very confusing energy. It is also extremely intuitive energy. So the appropriate planet, Neptune, as the ruler of, if you will, or the correlating planet to being energy. Now, breathing 
energy, breathing today's energy is related, no big surprise, to mercury, mercury, right? This is a mentally quick a mentally intelligent sign. So breathing energy is quick to communicate ideas and to spread ideas like the wind would spread seeds, right? So Mercury would be the correlating planet to breathing energy. Listening. Listening is the third sign. It'll be our day tomorrow. Listening energy is correlating with Saturn. And Saturn and I, I'm going to take a look deeper at some of these associations too, because I'm not quite sure that I agree that Saturn would be the best correlating planet here, but it is according to the people that are in the know, the, the planet, because it's serious, it's disciplined, and it is given to hard work. Um, but when I think of listening energy, I'm thinking more of the ability to get quiet, to really hear or listen to the voice of source. And I'm not sure that's about a Saturn type of, of energy. So I'll be looking at that one deeper. Um, the fourth earth sign is uh, planting, planting energy. Planting was called Khan in the Mayan calendar, K-A-N. And appropriately, Jupiter is the ruling or correlated planet here because planting energy was all about preparing for abundance and for expansion, right? Planting the seeds that will then start to take root and then grow and then produce, right, in some way. So Jupiter sounds like a really good correlation here for planting energy. Moving energy. Now, moving energy to me, um, when I thought about that, I was thinking about Mercury, and I was thinking even maybe Uranus energy here that changes and liberates. But according to Pia and Colin, or Pia in specific, or Larkma, who was the group of Pleiadians that channeled this to uh, Pia, it would be a representation of a destroyed planet called Maldek. And I get it because presumably Maldek was a planet that had was filled with dynamic tension. And those tensions of evolution, evolutionary energy, pulled it apart and busted up the planet. And that planet then has become the different asteroids and uh, trans-Neptunian objects that we have out there in, in the uh, asteroid belt. So Maldek here with moving energy is about the dynamic tension that serves evolution. So for those of you who might have moving energy, it's possible that you might feel sometimes this tension inside uh, that forces you to evolve and grow and change and uh, to keep that going throughout your life. Uh, the next sign is transcending energy. Transcending energy is Mars. And there is definitely a correlation here as the, the energy of transcending was sort of pioneering energy. It was boldly going where others failed to go, right? It moves through and changes up and transcends the limitations that uh, had been present. So transcending energy, Mars, right? The warrior, uh, the planet that represents that motion forward, the ever moving of uh, energy that, that takes that warrior energy and uh, keeps moving it into a new future, boldly going, right? Uh, 
And lastly for today uh, is remembering energy and remembering energy was Manik in the Mayan calendar. And it is all that sign is all about conscious union or even marriage or coming together in relationships. And so Juno, the asteroid goddess of marriage becomes the correlating uh, body for remembering energy. So that's as far as I got this morning in really searching out those correlations. And uh, uh, Asa sent me another message here uh, for Ursula. Ursula, I'm sure we have done yours. Oh my goodness. Girls, let's see, 62. If only I remembered all these things right off. So 1962, so we have uh, all of that 61. Gosh, a whole page. Um, 913. You know what, Ursula? I just realized that's my sister's birthday. And 913. And what time? 6:30 a.m. Okay, good. So uh 913 would be 11 self-regulating. So in the Mayan calendar, it was Etznob. And in the, which is that flint knife, right? The flint knife that in the Pleiadian earth energy becomes self-regulating, the ability to cut away what doesn't work and uh, to be illuminated in your case by the number 11. So cutting out what doesn't work so that you can turn the lights on essentially <laughs> is how that works out. I love that. Uh, so we did not get to yours today. Uh, we will get through these on other days uh, in the week ahead. Uh, let's take a look at lastly comments. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Uh, so, okay, that is it for me this morning. Um, <laughs> JLo, oh shoot, Mercury is in a square with my midheaven. And then so weird, I don't know what she's talking about. Maybe you're having a conversation with someone else about what happened yesterday with your girls. You noticed a pattern that you understood what was going on or what was wrong with them. Um, I'm not sure what that's about, but if you need to, you can text me personally and I'll go through what that is uh, with you. All right, well, that is it for me this morning, guys. I'm off and running and I hope you all have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow and we'll go through some more of these correlating planets to your day signs or your earth signs. All right, guys, take care. Bye for now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.